0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined for our weekly State of the Program episode with Eric Nolene. Eric, welcome in, man. Hey, how's it going, Bobby? Have not talked to you in the new year yet and have not talked to you since the Washington uh, game in the uh, Alamo Bowl. Uh, Texas losing that one 27 to 20. Want to get your thoughts a little bit on not so much the game itself, but where you think Texas is headed on both offense and defense. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of portal action as well. You wrote an article for inside Texas last night that I thought was a fantastic kind of going down uh, piece by piece and position by position, what Texas was trying to do. Uh, There may be some movement in the portal uh, as we speak that we're tracking right now uh, for the university of Texas as well. Uh, And then uh, I also want to get your, your feedback and and thoughts on what you may have seen or what you think right now is happening as it relates to recruiting in the Longhorns, uh, not only with the Under Armour game occurring yesterday, uh, but also, uh, the uh, All-American game in San Antonio uh, that's later this week. Uh, so let's get it going, Eric. Uh, thank you for being here. Let's start with that Alamo Bowl uh, win, Our Alamo Bowl loss, which is a, the, the bigger problem, right? What did you think overall of the game? Uh, and then let's talk offense and defense for the
1: year. Well, I felt the defense played well coming out. You know, they really kept the the offense in the game early on. Then they had their struggles. You know, uncharacteristically uh, played the run poorly. You know, I, I try to focus on themes when uh, when discussing a team. I don't get caught up in outliers as much because you know that can reroute you all over the place. Uh, the theme for the season was they played the run much better than they saw than we saw on Saturday on uh, on in, on the 29th. ninth. Um, <clears throat> they played the pass actually relatively well too. He threw for two hundred eighty six yards, but it was only like five point nine yards a clip. It was one of his uh, most inefficient passing games. And, you know, he's, he's quite the quarterback. Uh, he had great pocket field. Those guys are tough to defend. Uh, so I thought the defense, other than the, the, the run defense, uh, played really well. Um, you know, that, that game to me is not a concern going into next season. I, I expect them to have the run defense uh, as strong next season as they did this year. So my takeaways uh, in that game defensively is that uh, the pass defense was quite good. Um, I think that it's going to remain that way next year uh, with the additions that they're making um and you know that, that that's my main takeaway it was disappointing that they lost uh but i thought the defense came ready to play at the beginning had some issues not issues that were indicative of any uh season-long issues uh and then the pass defense was was good uh maybe even better ex- than expected at times
0: you know I, I felt like the defense did lead the way in the first half the offense only scored three points the second half texas didn't get it get enough possessions i I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, Before we go further, uh, each and every week, it's sponsored by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, We appreciate him. He just signed up uh, for uh, the next uh, couple of months as well. So uh, I want to say thank you to Adam. Uh, Adam is a uh, lawyer there in Austin. His firm specializes in results for his clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at loweylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Um, Let's talk about that offense a little bit. Uh, You know, it was interesting. We watched Quinn Ewer's progression during the season and sometimes it felt like regression, right? Um, But he always showed some signs of, Man, he can make this throw that no one else can. But he wasn't necessarily getting through his progressions fast. He was uh, having some problems in the pocket. Um, Did you see any growth on uh, Thursday night
1: uh, with with yours? Absolutely. Even in plays that didn't work out, you could see it. You know, just uh, moving his feet, getting out of the pocket, throwing the ball away, uh, scrambling and taking the quick yardage. He was was a lot quicker in the pocket. Uh, He looked way more comfortable than we'd seen him uh, for a very long time. Uh, you know, I, I came away way more optimistic over Quinn uh, than I had in, in months, probably. You, you know, my number one thing with him in that
0: game, uh, it it felt like he wasn't solely focused on Xavier Worthy downfield. Now, yeah. was that because of Washington's pass defense, because they didn't play or because Texas didn't play as many two tight end sets? So there weren't as many bunch <laughs> sets, right? I mean, so yeah. what w- what do you think that is? And
1: is that just easier for a quarterback to, to kind of see what the defense is trying to do? You know, I think the, the best things that, fan, that, that a fan can do that cares about this topic is go read Ian Boyd's article uh, on uh, InsideTexas.com. Uh, go through the news. You can find it pretty easily. It's a fantastic breakdown, and I think it's uh, exactly spot on and similar to what I saw, but more, uh, more articulate. Uh, he, you know, the wide receivers were in space, and they were the throws that he's been comfortable and, and demonstrated he can make all season. Uh, those outs, the quicker throws, uh, the stuff that you're going to be more accurate when you flick. Uh, those are always going to be shorter throws. The further the the further the throw, the harder it is to complete. Um, and, you know, he's, he was better making uh, plays off schedule. You know, we've seen him change his arm slots, making throws on the move. Um, you know, that was the guy that we saw uh, in high school. And, you know, at, at times um, in the spring game, um, you know, I. I I think Sark is onto something with what he wants to do. Maybe he came about it a little too late, but there's no use crying over spilt milk. Um, given the personnel that they have next year, I think what we saw in the bowl game is going to be similar to what we see in the spring game, and then heading into August.
0: That means another receiver needs to step up. Uh, Casey Kane uh, had a good uh, had a good game, but is he really a number three, or is he
1: sh- more like a four or five for most teams? Right? Because he yeah, well, I don't not that. That'd I don't be. think it's any coincidence that Kane actually had a good game. You know, less focus on him uh, able you know running more routes conducive to what he can do. Um uh finding space more more receivers for the defense to cover made it easier for him to get open. Um yeah, I don't know that he's you don't want to go in with to the season with him as a number 2 but he can be a reliable target uh, receiver that can help you move the sticks and uh you know th- those can be invaluable. You still have to drive the ball down the field.
0: All right. Uh speaking with Eric Nalline, publisher of insidetexas.com. Eric, let let's uh switch gears here and talk about the portal and we may even start with wide receiver because that's certainly a a position that Texas is going to be looking at in the portal uh, and may have attrition from. We just, you know, Xavier Worthy is an unknown at at this point. He's, he said that it's game by game. Well, you know, now it's, it's time to see whether or not he stays with the team through the spring. Uh, And I don't want to, I don't want to belabor that fact, but it does, uh, uh, put some emphasis on the idea that Texas cannot be uh, go into next season without adding players in the portal, in my yeah. opinion, because they can't be over a, a barrel on one player or, or buy one player. Right. And so what right. are your thoughts uh, of Texas and what they're trying to do right now in the portal at wide receiver? And then let's talk about the
1: portal as a whole. Well, the expectation uh, before the Alamo Bowl was that, that Worley would come back um and so you know i'm not sure that anything's changed i haven't heard of it that it has changed so my working assumption right now is that he'll return uh but you know that's what's today bobby the fourth uh, there's still plenty of time for things to change between the 18th the last day that players can uh, can announce their name what if texas brings in a wide receiver and he doesn't like it um you know you never know how it's going to go um but you know they need to you know it's one thing to have a lot of upside at wide receiver but you need reliability and experience as well um, you know, and Texas lacks that they have plenty of upside they're, and they're bringing in more upside, but they don't, what they lack is experience, uh, outside of a couple. Uh, and so I think they do need to get much more reliable and if they are going to run more three wide receiver sets, you know, that just adds, uh, further, demonstrates the need for, for wide receiver.
0: Yeah, it really does. And, and I, I think that that's interesting because what we're seeing right now is, I mean, half of Oklahoma state's team in the last 24 hours seems to be in the portal. Wow. Yeah. Three wide receivers, a defensive lineman.
1: I mean, three wide receivers that can play at Texas. Now, are they the best options? I don't know. But those three guys can play at Texas. No, there's no doubt about it.
0: Right. And that's my point. And so what what are the thoughts? You know, at some point, Texas has to be selective. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point, Steve Sarkeesian is being proven right that you don't have to be quick in the portal necessarily at certain positions. Um, at some, though, you do, and it seems like they focused in on a couple of guys at safety. Jihad Carter out of Syracuse uh, announced yesterday that he's going to Ohio State. Uh, we knew that Texas was probably out of it for him, even though they did get a visit. Um, now Texas is bringing in Jalen Catalan uh, from Arkansas this weekend. Uh, he is expected to, to visit. He's also looking at Purdue. Uh, You mentioned in the article, one of the uh, reasons that he's looking at Purdue is because of Ryan Walters, the new head coach at Purdue, uh, was a former assistant uh, for Barry Odom, who was the defensive coordinator at Arkansas's uh, at uh, at uh, Missouri. So your thought process, Eric, really on what Texas is trying to do at safety and other spots around around the the the, uh, the the team.
1: Well, you know, th- there's a lot of risk and reward with uh, with Catalan, but if he's healthy, then, you know, he's a, it's, it's a home run. You can't do much better than him in the portal. I think he could play for any school in the country when healthy. Um, you know, I think that his health has checked out enough to bring him in for a visit. I don't know that his health has checked out enough for them to push hard and say, you're our guy. Uh, obviously, Purdue will have a different risk calculation than Texas. So they can take more of a risk than UT. UT is going to look for more of a sure thing, a guy that can – uh, at a minimum, compete to start, and a guy that they'd feel comfortable starting. Now, if Catalan's healthy, then, then he's, he's much more than that, and him and Jaron Thompson are one of the best duos in the country. Um, but that remains to be seen. I'm very curious how that visit on Sunday goes. Um, another uh, defensive
0: uh, player – or another safety, excuse me, uh, that is expected uh, to uh, – Texas may have interest in is Thomas Harper out of Oklahoma State, another starter uh, that got injured, but uh, a guy that Texas likes apparently.
1: Yeah, and he's been in the portal a while, uh, you know. So I wonder what the market is for him, and what's that saying to us? Um, but yeah, you know, it's always good to have some contingency plans. And I, I, you know, he has been a quality player at times. All these guys from Oklahoma State are losing is is uh, those, those are losses. These are quality players that that fit the scheme that that Gundy had put together. And uh, but you know, they're losing good players. They would lost Jabbar Muhammad too. I mean, good lord.
0: Yeah, it's been. It's been something's going on in Stillwater that that we're not we're just not quite sure of. I mean, Spencer Sanders. Yeah. uh, Left and he had a year remaining. Um, And so I feel
1: like I feel like I think it's a lot of guys where Oak State was their best option coming out of high school, but it's no longer their best option.
0: Yeah. And and it could be Um, other positions. You talked about uh, as possibilities Uh, edge uh, a possibility, as always. Uh, But, you know, look. The players that are good enough are few and far between in that category, right?
1: Yeah, you know, edge edge and linebacker. Um, you know, the the need is is you know you can make the argument that it's certainly there, but um, you know the the guy that's going to you don't bring in a guy just to bring in a guy. You know, they brought in a lot of edges over the last two cycles. Uh, you got to develop what you have. Um, you know, if these if these defensive players develop as well over uh, this year as they did last year. Um, then you know they're going to be fine at the position. Now, if, if a guy comes in that's you know uh, an obvious starter, then then you probably have to jump on that. But they like the pieces in place. It's it's a different uh, it's a different situation than it is at wide receiver for sure.
0: Um, another position we're looking at right now is running back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there is a potential yeah. transfer that uh, could be coming down the pike, but uh, we're we're tracking that right now. Uh, it, it could happen by the time this this video goes public. It could uh, not be true at all by the time this video goes. Uh, yeah, public.
1: I think it's pretty close to being true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: long story short, we do believe now that that being the case, if Texas does suffer a transfer portal uh, personnel change, that Texas will likely go for a running back in the portal that is a bigger back that can carry the mail between the tackles. You you agree with that uh, tactic for the Longhorns?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, even if Cedric Baxter profiles to being a great between-the-tackles uh, runner, and of course he does – um, you know, does he always know where the lane's going to be? Uh, is, is he adapted to the speed of the, the college game? A, a lot about being a short yardage between the tackles runner is assertiveness, uh, which to me is why Rashawn Johnson was a bit better of it at it than uh, Bijan. That's not to say Rashawn is a better running back than Bijan, I'm not saying anything close to that. Um, but you know, it's not at least about size either. You know, Marcus Allen was one of the best short yardage runners of all time, and he's built more like Jonathan Brooks. Um, but yeah, I do think that, again you, you want some experience there as well. Um, you know, Baxter's a freshman. Brooks has great leadership skills and a lot of talent, uh, but he hasn't uh, he hasn't had a, a heavy workload, and he has been injured in, in, injured in his time at college. Uh, he clearly wasn't very happy with his workload in the Alamo Bowl, uh, and I don't think Jaden Blue was uh, Jaden Blue. I think was even uh, less uh, less happy about that workload. Yeah, he had zero, uh, zero carries.
0: Hey, um, Eric, uh, going a little bit further out here, uh, the All American Games in uh, Orlando and San Antonio. Uh, Yesterday the Orlando game went Cedric Baxter, the, the running back you're talking about, uh, had a touchdown games, first touchdown. Uh, yeah. He looked pretty good. Malik Muhammad, I thought looked terrific. The quarterback yeah. out of South Oak cliff, Jonte cook didn't get much run. Uh, it seemed like the quarterbacks on his team were just not up,
1: up to snuff Or no, being- he, he, was, he was getting open. You know, there's usually, the Under Armour game is dominated with quarterback play. And this was not the case at all. Uh, John T. cook, you know, I'll, all he could do was get open, and uh, you know he can't throw the ball to himself. But he, he looked good running routes.
0: Got it. Um, you know my other my other top topic there, Sadir Mitchell looked good. I think against the run, I thought right. he anchored really, really well. <coughs> not a not a plus plus athlete though. No, but boy, I mean, point. He, he's a huge kid. I, I, I mean, size is just not a. I mean, he's he's big compared to the guy text compared to he's big compared to Keandre Coburn. Yeah. I mean, he's bigger than Keandre. Yeah. Um, And so he's going to be able to play at Texas probably relatively early, as long as his uh, conditioning is up to snuff. Uh, And then Derek Williams, I thought, played well, had an interception in the game, too, and looked. I mean, my first thought and I wrote in this morning's article on Inside Texas, my my first thought of him was, good Lord, he's big. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to be that big and move that well.
1: Well, if your nickname's the Raptor, you better be able to, to – you better have some size and move well. Um, you know, there's, those guys are – it's a continuation of the same guys that were uh, making plays in state championship games too. Uh, you know, I really like Cedric Baxter when they interviewed him on the sideline. He's like, it's an inside zone run. Uh, I knew it wasn't there. I bounced it outside. Like, you know, it's – he wasn't just out there running the ball, you know. It wasn't like, go find a lane and go find space? He was – he knew what he was doing. Uh, it was a beautiful run. Uh, showed good speed for his size. Malik Muhammad was, showed his physicality. Uh, if you look at him, even though he's starting to put on muscle, uh, you wouldn't think he's as physical as he is. And then he had great coverage on the the basically the game-deciding play. Uh, you know, and Derek Williams, right place, right time. Good player. You know, all these guys are winners, and, and uh, you know, it's just a continuation of high school for them.
0: Let me ask you this question because I mentioned in Malik Muhammad, I had some questions about him uh, going into this All-Star week. And, and I have questions about a lot of guys that play defensive back, particularly corner mm. on the high school level. That yep. play for great teams because <clears throat> they, the pass rush kind of baits, like, you know, rescues them, right? They're yeah, not right. really tested. But I thought, I thought Muhammad, uh, he, he took away those fears that I had. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: Yeah, you know, there's going to be guys that run faster, but you're going to find few and far between corners that have better technique, um, and then physicality, and then his football intelligence is very high. Uh, his football character is very high. He's a guy that already eats well. He already eats like a college player. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's a bad uh, example because we know how some of those guys eat. But he eats like a pro. Uh, his body matters to him. Uh, he's going to do what it's right to maximize. I think he has an exceptionally high floor. And I think his ceiling is a bit higher than you'd assume from a guy that isn't necessarily a 4'3", uh, 40.
0: Now, long. He's really, really long and really smooth. Yep. It, you know, those are the things. All right. Let's talk about the guys over in San Antonio. Joe Cook was down there for us. Uh, yesterday, watching those guys, uh, several players, uh, Ryan Niblett, the wide receiver, uh, is, is out there. Uh, Peyton Kirkland, the big offensive lineman, uh, there as well. Uh, and, and really, Cecilia Khanna, uh, the edge that's going to be playing linebacker in the game. And then Anthony Hill, too, uh, the big linebacker. Uh, your thoughts on those guys and what you're hoping to see and hear about them uh, through practice and then into the
1: game this week? Well, you know, uh, the limited footage I saw of Ryan Niblett was pretty encouraging, uh, more as a route runner than just <clears throat> just an athlete. Um, you know, I thought he uh, he demonstrated softer skills than I might have thought he had. Uh, and so, you know, that'll help him translate to college a, a little quicker. Uh, Anthony Hill, you, you know, you want to see him play in space, but these all-star games are kind of terrible because, they, you know, that um, they're so limited scheme-wise of what they do. Um, you know, I expect him to play downhill well. That, that wouldn't be a surprise. I'm really excited to see how uh, Akana does against the lake, length of some of these elite offensive tackles. To me, that's probably the thing I'm looking for most. Um, interesting. If, if if anything can come of this this week down in San Antonio,
0: you want to see and hear about Anthony Hill being a dominating force. That's that there because Texas is going to have to have someone to pair with Jalen Ford, and Hill's a midterm guy. Unlike uh, and you know we believe going to be a a major uh player for texas or has a chance to be uh right away he needs to be in some ways this year's kelvin banks but for the defense right
1: yeah yeah they have better options than just uh hill where at left tackle they didn't really have any options so maybe there's not quite as much pressure on hill i think leona lefau could play a burrell would play if it wasn't uh if he wasn't a late-term enrollee Uh, Maurice Blackwell could potentially figure in there, especially with his leadership skills and intelligence. Uh, So the pressure isn't quite there on Hill, but obviously he plays at a, uh, if he plays at a Kelvin bank sort of freshman level, man, they're cooking with gas on defense.
0: Hey, I got to say this is just coming through on our text message thread internal Uh, Joe cook uh, down there saying that Samaje Burrell is expected to be a late addition to the uh, all American bowl. It looks like Eric. Uh, So another longhorn going to be on the field on Saturday. We also want to mention Jelani McDonald, uh, the young man from Waco, who is expected to make his announcement on January 7th at the All-American Bowl. And then also a 2024 prospect expected to announce his decision, uh, Peyton Woodyard, a uh, safety out of St. John Bosco in uh, Bellflower, California. Texas involved there. So there's a lot of things happening uh, this coming weekend on the 7th with uh, Texas. In the uh, in the uh, All American Bowl down in San Antonio.
1: Uh, hey, Bobby, isn't it game. nice to have all this activity on these All Star games? Remember the years where there was just, you, you know, I I would uh, I was so conflicted with whether or not to even send somebody out to cover them. You know, sometimes there was just not much going on there. I remember one time Joe Cook and I were there, and it was just Derek Kerstetter, and we're like, how are we going to break this story down? <laughs> oh man!
0: Well, I tell you what, um, there's a lot going on during Mac Brown's heyday. Those games were littered with Longhorns. Uh, right. and it kind of went sideways for a little while, but nowadays I think it's back to where it needs to be. Hopefully they continue to work well in recruiting. And, uh, you know, I talked with Jerry Hamilton last night on a live stream, and I want to get your take on this too, Eric, and just to fill you out. It, it seems to me that Steve Sarkeesian now is fully, <laughs> almost fully caught up with Jimbo Fisher from a familiarity with pros- prospect standpoint. Fisher had been ingrained and gotten really into the freshman and sophomore classes yeah. uh, from a recruiting perspective. So even the last two years, Sark, even though he's recruited well, has always been playing catch-up almost right, right. with a lot of guys. It doesn't feel that way going into the 24 class, especially in-state more than out-of-state because that's a different category. But but in-state, it doesn't feel like he's playing catch-up as much. Do you
1: you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know That familiarity with staff is why Anthony Hill originally picked AM. and m Uh, That's why David Hicks was pretty much locked into them or uh, OU because of his uh, relationship with the Clemson coach that went with Venables. Um, So, yeah, once you have that relationship built, it's uh, relationships aren't just, hey, you know, we're happy to know each other. It's it's trust, Uh, trust that the program's headed in the right direction. Uh, That's how you overcome five and seven and recruit. Well, Uh, Jimbo, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that this year, but um, Steve Sarkeesian definitely is caught up as far as uh, the relationships go. And that's that's a big factor. Got it.
0: All right. Uh, I want to say thank you to Adam Lowy uh, of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, The Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for its clients, Uh, whether it's an accident in the workplace, serious catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. Uh, Those guys will take care of you. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at LowyLawFirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. I do want to mention uh, uh, one more thing. Chris Beard and the Texas Longhorns right now. Rodney Terry uh, had been 5-0 and as a coach, lost last night uh, to Kansas State. Rodney Terry was the defensive guy for Chris Beard's staff. If there was a defensive coordinator, it's him on defense and, and Bob Donawald on offense. Well, now that Rodney Terry has been promoted to head coach, I mean, right. 116 points. It's a lot of points
1: in college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: is, is are we seeing a problem now uh, arise with Texas and defense, uh, perhaps in basketball because of that? And uh, what are you, what's the latest you've
1: heard on the Chris Beard situation? Well, the, you know, the, um, the focus that you're not going to have on defense, it's the same as in football. You know, if you go from uh, being a coordinator head coach, and we, we probably saw Sarkeesian struggle with that at times. Uh, I mean, it's, it's to be expected. It's not surprising to me at all. Um, you know, that doesn't take away from Roddy Terry. He's you know, he's, he, he jumped from one role to a, a, he made a major role in season uh, change, which uh, doesn't happen very often. Uh, so, you know, he, he's, he's definitely in a tough spot. He, he has talent to work with. Um, and the big 12 is just, uh, it's a gauntlet for sure. You know, I think I saw that the 10 toughest remaining schedules in the country are all big 12 teams. Uh, pretty crazy. Uh, every single
0: team in the Big 12, according to I, I was talking to Jerry Hamilton, every single team in the Big 12 in basketball is ranked in the top 50 in FPI. Yeah. So they're, I mean, it is a it is a gauntlet of the of a league. And uh so it's not gonna be an easy night any night uh in the Big 12. All right, Eric, thank you so much, bud. Uh best of luck to you this week and happy new year. Same uh, you. And yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, this has been the state of the program uh, for on Texas football and inside Texas.com. I'm Bobby Burton. Thank you, Eric. Y'all have a good one. Hook them.